Hey everybody! Hey it's another episode of Ladies Talk Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Y'all know I'm so excited to have both of these beautiful yes, ladies back at the table. Excited to be here. We got my so mom excited. recovering from pneumonia, so yeah. she's healed in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, I And we got it. Lisa in the house. Here I am. Yes. Missed you. After all of her adventures. Yes. So we're excited. To be here, it is Thanksgiving week. What? Yes. <laughs> Can you believe it? Just in case y'all didn't know, congratulations to Lisa twice, a great aunt, two great different aunt, yes. two different nieces. Yes. Same Praise day. God, same day. Same day. No competition in this family. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Anyway, so she's been busy. She's had a lot on the play with baby showers and. And uh, all this baby stuff. So praise God, healthy babies. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're so glad to have you guys back, and um, thank you guys for continuing to just show your support and your prayers and everything. We we can definitely feel them. We love them, and we love you guys. Yes. And we're excited to get into this topic today. So what are we talking about? Oh, it's gonna be a little sticky, y'all. We're gonna have to take a little journey today because. Let me tell you, you guys know I am very transparent about what I'm going through, and I'm like, okay, this is a conversation I'm having in my head, so this is what we're talking about, the podcast, and today we're really going to talk about rejection. Ooh, let's do oh, it. Yeah. Sheesh, like, this one, this one hurts. The thorn in my side. You don't oh. really want to talk about this one, but it, but it's necessary, and, and the reason it's necessary is because, um, you know, if, if you're going to grow in Christ... Uh, you have to receive healing because yeah, you can't bring old trauma and old pain into the next level because what's going to happen if we're using uh, terminology that we do today is that you're going to get to the next level and other people's demons are going to trigger yes. stuff inside of you yes. and it's going to prevent you from fulfilling the call that yes. God has on your life because yes. you haven't dealt Ooh. with your trauma and yes. pain yes. and so it's going to mess with you and you're going to have trouble Fulfilling the purpose that yes, God has called you to. Then you're not going to understand. Why am I on this level and still dealing with this? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so, it's yeah. dealt with yes. pain and dealt with trauma. Yes. And so Ooh, there's some man. things that we really have to come to terms with right. in this conversation. Um, I want to ask you guys uh, for your opinions when you're rejected. Mm. What does that feeling of rejection come out of? Um, what <laughs> When you're rejected, like what does that say about you if somebody rejects you? What does it make you think? What does it make you feel? Um, for instance, I think a big part of rejection is when you feel like, well, dang, am I not good enough? Right. You know, exactly. like, Low self-worth. Yes. do yes. I not measure yes. up? Like, am I not your status quo? They you know, don't see the value that me? I thought I had. You're right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What's wrong with me? I, I don't see the value. You know, the, um, the whole, like, what, you know, why is... Why is it that person, you know, somebody else that you're accepting, it's that lack of acceptance, That's you right. know, like you yeah. just feel unaccepted, yeah. right? And uh, in what different forms does it come in? Mm-hmm. Um, you could be rejected by your friends, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, a big part, I'm just going to be honest, a big part of what I'm walking through right now uh, is being rejected by people in the sense of doing everyday life with people, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't get the phone call, you don't get the invite. However, when people need prayer, you know they're going to call me. Or when they need wisdom or advice, Mm -hmm. oh, they're going to call me. But to do everyday life, I'm not invited. I don't get those phone calls. And it's frustrating. It is. Um, But on that note, also, as we're progressing and talking about this, something we need to remember is that 
they went to Jesus when they needed healing, but they didn't go to Jesus when right. they didn't need which healing. Is, which, is, so, which is so true, yes. which is a lot of what this conversation is going to be about, is really taking what we go through and putting right. it up to Jesus and what yes. he went through, because he went yeah. through it all before right. we ever That's did, right. you That's know. Right. Um, so what, what, what else does rejection look like? It, so um, mine, because I used to live in it, uh-huh. people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, if I was being rejected, I wasn't pleasing that person. Well, why don't you mm-hmm. like me? What did I do? That acceptance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you like me? I'm a good person. Well, yeah. maybe I'm not good like I thought I was because Ooh. then there comes the, the tapes of, I'm not good at tapes are the thoughts you run yeah. in your mind over and over. Yeah. Hey, I'm not good enough <laughs> or I don't have worth or, yeah. um, uh, you know, those kind of things. So mine was people pleasing. Mm-hmm. If. I might agree with you. This is old me. Now mm-hmm. I don't care. But the, the I'm, I might agree with you, not because that's how I felt, mm-hmm. because it's important for us to have the same, the same, uh, the same thought. So I wasn't disappointing you. Ooh, right. So I wasn't Absolutely. being true to myself. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. That's so good. <laughs> I wasn't being true to myself. That's Holy Spirit there. Yeah. You know, I wasn't being true to myself. Because I was so busy about wanting acceptance from you. Right. Like you can voice your own. Yes, yes. How? Okay, well, I'm going to agree with what you said because... I want conflict. Yes. I don't want... And, I, and I'm not... Anyway. My opinion doesn't matter anyway. I'm not good enough. Right. I don't have value in the things I say. Mm-hmm. And you're smarter than me and I'm dumb. And all these were tapes I played. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been to school or, or they hang around with high, upper, more upper class people than I do. And I'm just an old country girl yes. or, you know, raised over here in the hood and not, you know, just street smarts but I don't have... These are all things that I played for years, and yeah. it was people-pleasing. Yeah. And now, my best friends, we didn't do that. We didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you don't hang around with them all the time, you yeah. know, you're talking about not having friends around. Yeah. When you don't hang around with those people that give you accountability or say, girl, you know you're good enough. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. You know, then you fall in with the crowd you hang around. Right. And yeah. that is that why is it's good. important who you hang around so with. Are they building you up? Because if they ain't building you up, they ain't doing nothing for right. you. Right, right. If they, you know, they might say, I'm here, just call me. Well, call me too. Yes. Right. <laughs> call me too. Jewish you know? Right. Uh, has anybody called and said, hey, how you doing? I don't uh, need prayer, but what can I pray for you for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. all these things lead to tapes and uh, feelings of insecurity and invalidated, yeah. invalidated, yeah. whatever the yeah. word, you know, not yeah. being, you need to be validated by our people. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. so good. I used to do that with my kids. It's not just friends. I used to do it with my kids. I want them so bad for my kids. To see me as, in my eyes, my mom was like the perfect mom. And she wasn't because nobody's perfect. But my everything she did for us, she did for us kids or for my dad. And so yeah. she set the great example. And I had so many failures that were not like hers. I did not live up to her. Mm-hmm. And so I was spending all my time trying to be who I thought they wanted me to be. Who they, yeah. I thought they, wanted, right. thought they wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to live up to my mom. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Took a lot of training and a lot of work to realize that my mom loved me for who I am. My kids love me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And that comes with mistakes, failures, all of that. I don't have to people please. I don't have to be somebody I'm not. I don't have to put on in front. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but it takes a lot of work to get to that point. Yeah. Because there's a lot of rejection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even now, when I'm serving God, um, people say something and uh, that struggle's real. It's right there. It's like, Oh, I don't know what to do, Lord. I want to be mad. I don't want to forgive him right now. I yeah. just want to be mad right. for a minute, you know. And uh, and that's kind of a form of of rejection mm-hmm. because it's not your fault. Then have nothing to do probably why they're feeling the way they're feeling, mm-hmm. but we carry that. Mm-hmm. We want to own that and say, right. 
well, why are you treating me like that? Right. You know, so you feel rejected. Yeah. But it ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. It has to do with whatever's going on in their life, wherever they're at, and whatever they've been through. Yeah. Yes. So, but we we take it on as ours, and so that's another form of rejection. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Lisa, what does that look like? Uh, Self is, uh, was, was on my head whenever we were talking self, about yeah. Yes, yeah. That's true. It makes me, with rejection, it makes me change who I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be thinking like that. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing those clothes, or maybe I shouldn't be thinking those thoughts, or I shouldn't be protruding this out, and it makes me not be true to myself, to right. who, I, who God entitled me to be, mm-hmm. and who's called me to be, because he made us all different. That's yeah. right. Every single person, isn't. there's nothing alike about us. That's right. So I think that is a form of rejection, not being true to myself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, so good. it's so good, too. One of the things, okay, you guys, so, so in this uh, uh, episode today, I will be referencing a little bit about this book that I'm reading. It's called Understanding Prophetic People. It's by R. Lauren Sanford. And it was so interesting to me because... Um, he was talking about that specific thing. You know, like you've ever been in a room and your thoughts are something way different than everyone in the room's thoughts, and then you just feel like, maybe I'm out of place. Am I understanding or misinterpreting this? Mm -hmm. But what he talks about in this book is how prophetic people sometimes will be ahead of people. Like the people will be in this place of rejoicing, and then what's coming is a place of mourning and repentance. And so you can be in a place of mourning or repentance because you feel it see ahead of what God is doing even though that what's going on in the room right now is not what you're feeling right. and then vice versa people could be in this place of mourning and uh and repenting in this place with God and then you're in a place of rejoicing because you know what's coming because yeah. you know the next step of what God's gonna do Ooh, and so it's like you always feel out of place in a right. room because you're just you just operate differently you know you just think differently right and so um one of the things I really was thinking about too with rejection um is how many people um, experience rejection with their spouses mm-hmm. um a lot of people look to their relationships for that validation You're right. and i'm not even talking about a spouse that you might have a full-on breakup with i'm talking about a spouse right. that you deal with every day right. yeah you know the the if, if they deny you quality time or yes. if they deny you whatever your love language, love language yes. is mm-hmm. they deny you you know what you're asking of them um, you know, uh, if you're, you know, you want to get intimate and they're deny you that, you know, right. like whatever areas where you deny and then you, as a spouse, you question yourself when you're like, well, dang, like, am I not good enough? Like, right. do they not like me? You know, and, would I not, they not want to hang out with me? Yes. Like, you know, and so experiencing these things of rejection, these things come up in your heart and it hurts. Yeah. It really makes you question, am I good enough? Yes. And do I have enough worth? Yes. To be in these people's life. Yeah, and it's right. funny you say that because even me and Al, we've been here 36 years, but he can come in and, and he's got awful pain in his leg right now and he can be triggered at work and come home and just say the wrong thing to me and I automatically think, well, what did I do? Why are you, pre-? you know, it's not about me, but that's my first response. Right. And then it takes a minute for me to realize, you know, he's going through something and it's not me. Mm-hmm. And so, we, I mean, it depends. You got to be ready, you know, because right. how they come at you, you got to be ready. Okay, Lord, make me ready to receive whatever you want me to receive because otherwise we just get into our emotions and our feelings and, and, uh, that's hard sometimes. It is hard. So, but I mean, we, we always end up talking it out and working it out, but it's just, uh, response is everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how you're, how, babe, how was your day? Oh, and, uh, and just like, 
golly. Right. You know, my day was awful too, you know, but <laughs> I was just being nice. Right. <laughs> you know, now, here we go. So, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot. So, you just got to be ready. And that's part of being a couple, though. Is yeah. Being able to share and bounce off each other. And, right. And be able to vent to the other one. So, you got to be strong. You can't yes. have, th- you got to have thick skin. Right, <laughs> right. And, and, and if you do need some tips on relationship, y'all go back and listen to last week's episode. There's a yeah. lot of good, good information yes. from that so conference. Good. That just really helped us to learn how to have healthy relationships yes. and how to build in health with each other. Um, so what what I really, uh, you guys, I in this process, you know, we have two choices when we're dealing with rejection, really. And you can give into the way that your flesh feels, uh, the worldly way, which would be, okay, you can give into depression. Yes. You can give into anger. You could allow, I mean, rage to overtake you. You could be petty. You know, self-pity. you could just <laughs> get into self-pity. There's so many different worlds of emotion that you could turn to if you let rejection really stir up and you really focus on that negative emotion um but that's not the way of christ and so i want to bring up this first uh what i just read because when you're following christ it's hard because there's times when you're gonna feel like you're justified in what you're feeling like i this is wrong for people to treat me this way. This is not okay for you to act like this. Now, understand, I am very a firm believer of having boundaries, of not being a doormat. So that's not this conversation. This is dealing with the pain and the the deeper heart issues that come with rejection. And so I want to read this, one of these uh, sentences from this. It's so good because... um, It just really hit me. And I'm like, you know what? This is so good. Uh, It says, I'm going to read this whole paragraph. Um, And this is, again, the Understanding Prophetic People by R. Lauren Sanford. He says, this heaviness need not be permanent. Seasoned prophetic people who have persevered over time in seeking the presence and heart of God and have allowed suffering to affect the character changes it was intended to produce come at last into a deep abiding peace and joy that are not easily shaken. One source of the dark moodiness that so plagues some prophetic types, therefore, is the pressure of the constant seasons of crucifixion required to produce the character adjustments that are so essential to the calling. Man. So, so, I mean, I could chew on this forever, but uh, this is where we're in right now because when we're following Christ, okay, now I have a choice. Right. Now I have to go the way of the crucifixion because the Bible tells me to die to my flesh daily. Yes. Not whenever I want to. It says daily. So that means that daily things are going to come up and daily I'm going to have to put my pride, my ego, my uh, everything on the cross to make sure that what is coming up out of me is the spirit of God and not my flesh. That's right. And so I feel like, and I think, uh, and that's why I can have this conversation with you two specifically because I know that we've walked through this a lot these past couple yes. of years Jesus. is rejection and yeah. and uh, not even it, this is you guys and for our listeners this is what's so interesting because a lot of times you see prominent leaders and people in positions of influence and people who are impactful in their community and each of us are that in our in our own spheres in our own world 
But so you might not look at us and see, oh, they've dealt with rejection, but you would not even believe how much rejection we have walked through. And Mm -hmm. it's like to navigate that and to put down like your stones because, you know, you just want to throw them back at people, you know, like, how dare you? Like, let me get a bigger stone and chunk it back at you and see how you like it. Yes. You know, because it hurts. It hurts being rejected. It hurts being left out. It hurts not being accepted. It hurts being someone's afterthought when you put them at the forefront, you know. All of these things hurt. So what does this look like in your guys' life these past couple of years (laughs) to not retaliate, (laughs) to not voice what you're feeling in the way of pettiness or anger Mm -hmm. and to really be submitted to God what does this look like for you guys these past couple of years? Well, I can tell you from uh, just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, I was I was driving at work. And this is just one example, but I was driving at work, and I always try to share and minister to people or just love them where they're at. It may not always be about God, but building relationships and friendships. And uh, anyway, so I was telling one of the guys he, he can't have his uh, radio on without headphones because that's a rule. And... Uh, well, he got mad. Anyway, he started saying a lot of stuff, and I just, you know, told him, okay, I'm going to let you off. You don't quit talking to me like that mm-hmm. because you're not going to talk to me like that. And yeah. I had a van full of people. Yeah. And so, anyway, I called my boss to tell him, I'm letting him off right here. I'm not taking this man any further to the job. So, I went to stop the van, and he said, forget it. I quit. Let me out and went to cussing me and flipping me off and everything. And I was appalled. Um, but I was embarrassed because now what are all these other people going to think? I know his thinking wasn't right. right. But I'm sitting here thinking, what are all these other people going to think about me now? Uh-huh. Uh, because I was just enforcing a rule. You know, maybe they think the rule's dumb. Maybe I shouldn't have been. All these thoughts. Maybe I shouldn't have been as hard on him as I was. But that's the rule. If I let one of them let's do it, then they're all going to. And then I've got all this chaos and I'm trying to drive. So, uh Anyway, so I just, I really struggled with that. I mean, I was talking to Christian and them. It was just like, uh, you remember when I was struggling? Yeah, with that? yeah. It was hard for me because I've yeah. never had anybody cuss me out like that. And, and it, it hurt. And I thought, I just had a conversation with this same guy a couple of days ago. And he was telling me how he loved our job and how that's his life. And that's, you know, he loves it's what they do for butter, people. And it's yeah. his bread and butter. And he would never do anything. And then, and then, and we had a great conversation that day about just life and everything. And then just a couple of days later, he's doing this, and not just between me and him, but in front of everybody on the van. And so I really struggled with that. Yeah. And, you know, and then finally, after a few days, I just said, you know, okay, God, just bless him. I don't know what was going on with him, but wherever he's at, Lord, just I just pray that he finds whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, he came back. This is how God works. Mm-hmm. He came back uh, Friday. And apologized to me and asked me to forgive him and told me it was never, ever okay to treat somebody like that. Mm. And it would never happen again. And mm. please, please forgive him. And he was so sincere, That's so shaking cool. my hand and just looking me in the eye and just... My boss was there. It wasn't a put on. It was legit. Mm-hmm. And so that's how God works. But that's how God redeemed me. Mm-hmm. But to go through that whole process of rejection and right. all these people now, are they going to think they, I hope the next day I went to work thinking, I hope nobody's going to get on the man and think they can talk cry, sideways to me yes. because they're not going to, you know. Yeah. But you got all these, these insecurities now because yeah. you have this standard and then somebody bounces in. Yeah, and somebody that rocks standard. that and right. you're like, it right. kind of shakes a little bit. Yeah, it shakes a little bit. And then you're like, 
you start thinking, well, did I do the right things? Mm-hmm. And, and you start questioning yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where that rejection and insecurity yeah. causes insecurity and right. stuff. So, yeah, uh, that was a lot that's for me so to swallow, cool. but uh, it happens, yeah. right? you know, so that's just one reason I could think of. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. To me, it feels like, uh, brings me in my pictures in my mind is weed eating, like in the garden and you're picking up all Man. these things and God's bringing these up to the surface because in the past, before we were who we are and like following Christ and everything, we just stuffed these feelings down. Yeah. So from like my first rejection was, I would think of my dad is when it comes to my mind is mm. why was it he a dad for me? Because my siblings were older than me and they got a dad, a real dad. Yeah. And keep teaching softball, coaching their teams, going to work, coming home every night. But whenever I was young growing up, my dad was in the streets and he was out and about. So whenever Father's Day is so really touching for me because I still have, I deal with it and then I step it back down. So yeah. I'm constantly weeding it and then people are coming along and it's triggering these emotions to me because I'm still stuffing them still instead right. of pulling it out and bringing it to the surface right. or God's like, no, you need to deal with this in order for you to get to that next level. You need to be able to pass this part of rejection to get to the people that you need to be in your life Ooh. to call it to your circle because you're good. No matter what level we're going to be on, there's different devils that are coming. That's so, and so true. Just yes. the are constantly, you're pulling them up and pulling them up. And then uh, whenever I was in the recovery house that I was in, whenever people would, I would feel like rejection is because it's something I found in myself Ooh. and it's clawing at me and I see it in them. Ooh. So I'm like, Ooh, it's something in me that I making me feel that rejection towards them. Yes. Even though they're just an innocent bystander. Right. Yes. It's just right. something that I've stuck, stuck down in my rejection. That is like, that's what's pulling it out. And that's where God's pulling. It. Well, right. Okay. This is where you need to work. Are you going to work on it on this level? Or are you going to just stuff it until you get to the next person? Right. And then yeah. that route is going to be oh, like that's harder so to pull. Good. Oh my <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not dealing with it this year, Lord. Right. And oh my okay, well, I took you this far. Yeah. So this route's going to be an even deeper route yes. that we're pulling out right. because I'm not, I'm stuffing my rejection. Right. Yes. I find in different areas where I, I eat my rejection, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's a way yeah. for that's rejection right there with my weight working on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that was so good. Okay, so, and and I love that you said that because that's really what it's all about is the roots. Like, yes. and how much you let those things grow. This is exactly why you can't give in to your flesh, flesh and the way that it feels. Because yeah. when you do, it digs deeper roots in you. That That's thing right. takes deeper root. Or sprouts more. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like the, the, it's like the foundation is stronger for that thing to stand yeah. on. And instead of building our foundation on Christ, we're building it on these feelings that are shaky. They don't, yeah. there's no substance to them. There's no reliability to them. But they're going to get you in trouble. They're going to put you in a place that you don't want to be in. And and when those roots grow to like bitterness and, and rage and, and rejection and, and those roots aren't dealt with, then again, like whenever you come to that season and God is, you're in this elevated place with God, but you haven't dealt with this thing. You know, the Bible says we're not dealing with flesh and blood. That's like, right. yes. We're dealing with powers and principalities. So the enemy and all his little foot soldiers 
no, okay, well, this is what she dealt with, and we know she might be thinking she's up here up high with the Lord doing what she's supposed to do, but we're about to come and chop her right down yes. because I got the root. I got the stronghold. That's right. He's got the stronghold. That's so right. he is, it's like he's the source mm -hmm. because you haven't dealt with it. So right. he can take that source, that root, and pull you right back yes. down mm -hmm. to where you used to be because you let left undealt with trauma, yeah, undealt right. with pain. You go through generational roots. Yes. Right. My mom felt some type of way, and that made she, uh, how do you say, threw it on me. Yeah. And so I grew that root from her, right. from her not dealing with her rejection. Right. Ooh. And it just continues to Man. grow and grow and yeah. grow. Yeah, it continues. And you know, a lot of it, the, it, it starts at different times in your life because I had a great childhood when I was a kid. Yeah. So mine didn't start until like later in life when I started meeting boys and and just things went on there and and uh, then having uh, a bad first marriage and going through that's where all my rejection started was in my upper teen years and uh, yeah so it's not always when you're a kid you know it can right. start any time in your life yeah anytime yeah. It can, it can uproot the moment that you choose to let it be a part of your life. That's right. And the moment that you choose not to deal with it and to uh, to accept it, yeah. that's when it starts growing its roots. And this is at any point of entry anywhere right. in your life. We're always presented with these oppor opportunities in the spirit to either allow God's word to be rooted in us yeah. or to right. allow the enemy to be rooted in us and yes. his emotions, his worldly feelings and all of that. Yes. And so it's, it's really just a matter about those choices that we make mm -hmm. are the choices that we make allowing ourselves to dig deeper roots in Christ or deeper roots in the world, yes. you know, yeah. and you know, when I wake up every morning, one of the, within the first few minutes, first thing I'm doing is looking for a scripture mm -hmm. to get me through that day. Yeah. Because I have to put something in there yes. to be ready for the day. Yes. And if you put God in the first part of the day, he's going to be there with you throughout the day. Yes. And Holy Spirit's going to say, hey, remember that scripture. Yes. Hey, remember that and bring it to you. Yes. Whereas if you're getting up and you just turn on your your whatever and listen to whatever and just go with the flow and whatever, you're going to get whatever comes. Yeah. You know, and it may not be godly. And you ain't going to be ready for right. it because you went in the word. That's right. You know, you need to you need to build your firm foundation. Put that stuff in. From the minute you wake up in every waking moment, we need to be uh, focused in putting the word of God in us and, and worship and praise and prayer time and, and fellowship with our people and, and uh, encouraging other people, you know, because they need it for sure, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's important. Um, I wanted to read this um, little vision that um, he had because I want you guys to get this visual of what it is to release these things from God. And this vision yeah. that he had was so powerful because, you know, a lot of times we say, okay, God, we're releasing them to you. But I, I firmly believe when I pray, when I go into my prayer closet or when I'm praying on my own, a lot of times, um, you know, I've heard the, um, the uh, what is it, like the um, analogy push, pray until something happens, um, or also, you know, pray until something shifts. Um that is true. I, I know that to be true because there are times I have went in feeling full of grief or my heart was broken or I felt the weight of what someone else was carrying. Mm -hmm. And I took it to the prayer room and I prayed it until I felt that shift in the spirit yes. to where I felt a release like, OK, you're done praying and right. then you just receive whatever God has given to you after that. A lot of times 
people fail to push through to that place. Yes, oh my gosh. To where you can even get in a mm. position to pray until something Jesus. happens. Because we don't even like to pray for long. Mm-hmm. We don't even like to spend time in the presence of God outside of church on our own with God. And so this is so important that we get into these moments where we can pray until something yeah. shifts. Because this is the release of what we're carrying into the hands of God. And as we release it to him, then now he can release what he has for us in replace of yes. what we were carrying. But if you never take those times with the Lord, then you're literally just walking around with right. all this stuff because you've never That's taken right. time for the great exchange. My you've gosh. never taken time to download yeah. what he has for you after you've released it. A lot of times we'll try to release it and then we'll move on. Right. And we haven't sat in his presence long enough to realize That's that right. you haven't got to the root yet. You just right. might have given him the symptoms, right. but you didn't give him the root of You're it. You're telling him, take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And, so then, to, and yeah. then once you once you gave it to him, you thought you were done, but you didn't take time to receive the medicine, what he needs to give mm-hmm. you to heal that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so many times... This is such a key part of Christianity, spending time with Christ. And it's probably the least thing that's done in Christianity is spending time with Christ and actually allowing him to come in and move and shift and be the clay maker of the, you know, and and, and be able to mold us and shape us the way that he's supposed to. But here's something else, too, because I caught the enemy doing this to me and I had to really go in and be conscious when you're spending that time with God and when you're praying. To really be sure you're focusing on God because you can't be talking to God and and, and this and got your grocery list going on over here and you're shopping. What do I got to do today? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Lord, this is what's happening. And then what do I got to do today? Because you, mm-hmm. you can't be double minded like that. Right. You got to be focused on God. Right. And let this go until mm-hmm. you're done focusing on God. And right. So, and and it might take practice because it if, does. if you're new to it, when you first say that, that is all that's going to come to you is yeah. all these things. But that's why the Bible says, okay. Look, we cast down every high yes. thing that exalts itself yes. against the knowledge that's of right. God, and we bring it under subjection into the uh, to the power of Christ. So, right. so basically, we take these thoughts that are not honoring God, Amen. that are trying to put themselves above God, above our time with Him, yes. and we're casting them down, and we're putting them under subject. They have to subject to the name of Jesus. Yes. They have to subject to the power of Christ. That's right. And so when you're doing that, you know, I used to do this all the time, and I would just say it out loud, nope, this thought right now, you have to go in Jesus' name. Yes. Like, I cast yes. you down because you're Amen. exalting your yourself against the knowledge of God right now and there's no room for you that's right. and then I would take a scripture and I'd replace it God you did not give me a spirit of fear but power love and yeah. sound mind or you know God you said that you know I am fearfully and wonderfully made or whatever it was that I was combating I would have a scripture with it to yes. help renew my mind and help refill me so I can yes. get back focused and I've just learned on the main thing in the last few years yeah know, so. I mean you really just have <laughs> to know the word of God to combat you know and listen if you don't know the word of God don't feel discouraged you got you got more resources in the world now than they yes. used to have. You can Google anything you yes, want to Google, and it's right there at the touch right. of your fingertips. Amen. You ain't got to be worried about That's it. Just right. Google it, and Amen. you're going to have a million studies yes. come up for you. <laughs> You can do images, videos, Everything. whatever you want. Means however it works for you, you won't find right. it. And that's, that's the right. beautiful part of the world we live in. Yes. You know, and I was sharing with one girl, we were doing devotions, and she was like, man, this just ain't clicking. I don't know what's going on. I was like, have you tried the Message Bible? And she was like, I don't even know what that is. I was like, girl, just change the translations. <laughs> and so, and then after that, she was responding to all of the devotions. Yes. And it's like, yes. it just made sense. Yes. You know, we yes. have... So many translations to speak it in a language that you understand what the yes, Bible yeah. says. I, I do want to say, though, in doing that, watch who 
publishes it. Oh, yeah, of course. Watch the publishers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so in this book, uh, he was talking about this place where he had all these... So, so he said his childhood trauma had come into play uh, when he was dealing with ministry. And so his childhood training was that you take these emotions and you just put them to the side and don't deal with them. And then you basically just keep going. But he said the problem with that is that it's like this sewage tank. I have all these Ooh. all these emotions sitting and stewing and they're they, filthy. Oh my gosh. And at some point there has to be a release. You know, yes. it's like just think about like a porta potty. At some point someone has to come in up get all that stuff yes. out or else it's just gonna be full of that's nastiness. Right. Man, so and it's gonna overflow. And so he was saying finally he was able to get under some leadership where people were really able to deal with him and help him deal with emotions in a healthy mm. way. And so by the grace of God and all that he really was able to walk through this now he said now this is where we pick up so he says months after that wonderful release i found myself once again overwhelmed he said waves of paranoia fear and despair that i knew had no root in my own life threatened to sweep me away but this time the outcome was different good counseling had at last connected me with the father's love at a level I had never before known, so that as I sought the Lord in prayer, he did something new with me. I share it here as a symbolic visual representation of the scriptural command in 1 Peter 5, 6-7. through 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Yes. In emphasis mind, uh, whenever he says, um, under the mighty hand of God, because he cares for you. I don't know what that part was. Anyways, so he said, as I prayed, this is what I want us to get the picture of right here. He said, I suddenly felt as if I were standing under and inside the mouth of a tornado of the Holy Spirit swirling all around me. This inverted funnel served as a great vortex drawing paranoia, fear, and despair out of the people of my church and up through me to the Lord. So what he's saying, because he in this book he's talking about prophetic people. So he was saying how um, as prophetic people, if you're prophetic, you can sometimes carry the emotions and the weights that other people have. Mm -hmm. So this weight of paranoia and fear came on him because it's what his church was dealing with. Mm -hmm. So in this vision yeah. while he's praying, all of a sudden in this Holy Spirit vortex, it's sucking up all of this stuff that his church was dealing with. So it says, the, this inverted funnel served as a great vortex drawing paranoia, fear, and despair out of the people of my church and up through me to the Lord. After what must have been about 30 minutes of this form of resting in the spirit and letting the swirling funnel do its work, I fell into a state of perfect peace. Ooh, yes. Better than this, I was filled with a clean, rested, and holy love for the people of my church that I had not felt in a long time. And so it's so, um, yeah, so, um, it's so cool to see, um, that visual representation, because I want you to understand when you're praying in the Lord, that's what this is. It's about an exchange. Yes. And if you're going into his presence and not coming out with peace, then you need to, then your work is not done. That's right. You're not getting Ooh, accomplished what you right. need to accomplish yes. because it says he keeps in perfect peace those yeah. whose mind is stayed on him. Yeah, amen. And so if my mind is stayed on you and I've walked and I've gone into and done what I'm supposed to do and giving this to you, praying this thing out until I felt something shift, 
until I felt that release because he says all of a sudden he felt this perfect peace. And and I, I want to explain this to you guys because uh, I, as I'm walking through this season of rejection, my flesh wants to retaliate with some people. Right. My flesh wants to be like, I really want to tell you about yourself. Right. You're not a good friend. You know, you're not doing life right. You know, whatever. But that's not my position. Right. And why isn't it my position? Because as a follower of Christ, before they ever rejected me, they rejected Christ. Man. Before yeah. they ever slandered my name, they slandered his that's name. Right. You know, before I was ever even a thought, that's right. you know, they were crucifying him on the cross, yep. putting a thorn of uh, a crown of thorns on his head, mm-hmm. you know, putting lashes on his back, mocking him. Yeah. So why would I be exempt from any of this? That's right. So it's not my position to go and retaliate. It's my position to give it to God and be like Christ. Yes. How did Christ act? Well, when he was on the cross, his very prayer was, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And that is a prayer of compassion. That is a prayer of love that is deeper than anything that we can comprehend mm-hmm. as humans because who prays for their enemies like that i you know like lord am i at that place yeah i can pray because i really just want to pray that you would show them right, you know right. what's right and vindicate me but really right. for me to say god forgive them they don't know what they're doing that's a different level of compassion. It is a different level. <laughs> that's a different level to walk into of, of freedom and peace. Now, this is this is what you receive, though, and this is why I want to talk about it, because I want to show you what this journey looks like, walking from rejection, walking and dealing and, and warring with your own healing, uh, taking it to the prayer room. What does that look like? And then in the end. Now, what's going to happen and what has happened as you begin to dive into this stuff, as you begin to receive healing, um, is that you're going to find these things coming up and you're going to be walking in perfect peace. Now, the enemy is going to try to stir it up and you're going to look at it like, oh, that looks familiar. I've been through that before. But it's not going to ping your heart the way that it used to because you've dealt with the root. It doesn't hurt as deep because that thing was uprooted. You know, that thing was uprooted. Mm. Now I'm walking through healing. Now where that root was, now there's perfect peace. So I don't have to worry about what you're saying about me or whether or not I have an invitation because look, at the end of the day, when Jesus comes back, I got an invitation to the main table and I'm going to be sitting right there because I've obeyed what he's called me to do. Mm. You know? And so this is this is the beauty of walking with the Lord is Amen. that there's rewards yes. that come with this. Yeah, there is. The amount, let, let me ask you guys something. Uh, uh, do you, have you noticed, I guess maybe in the past or in your walk, can you tell like the different, and I mean, when you're living in chaos because you won't address it or you won't heal from it. And then when you're walking. Yeah. You know, with the spirit of God, like, do you so, tell that difference yeah. in your yeah, life? Absolutely. You know? It is such a difference. Yes, it is. It's it's just so interesting to me because that's what it is. It's like sometimes it looks like the world is getting the one up on us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like, oh, they just got it better or whatever, you know. But no, because nothing can compare to that peace that you walk in. That's right. But one of these days you're going to look at them people and you're just going to go, 
This is just such an important because really, truly, y'all, I mean, this is a hard subject for me. And I know it is for a lot of people. Um, You know, if you are having trouble connecting with people, I think a lot of times you got to look at that root of rejection. Why are you not able to embrace community? Yeah. Why are you not able to open up or to trust people? You know, has that rejection been dealt with. And I think too now the world is so everybody's putting everything everywhere and so there is so much people looking for validation, followers, especially like social media, how big it's gotten that everybody's putting everything out there and yeah. there's tons of rejection out here, but it's from the hurting. Yeah. It is. It's yes. the hurting. It exactly is. What it is. That's so true. And it's, people don't talk either. They something we were taught is that you can't Put feelings into a text. Mm-hmm. I might put something just as happy as can be. You might read it and get mad and think, well, why she think that of me? You know, so there's all kinds of forms of rejection. And people are reading it on social media. So they may not be getting it how it's meant to be. They're just assuming and going off their feelings of what it says. Yeah. By how they perceive it. And everybody's perception is different. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's just... That's so good. It's just so misleading. So yeah. uh, One of the things he shares, he says... Today, I take care to remember the inverted funnel and what it means for passing things through to Jesus. Wow. It helps keep me in the Lord's joy and prevents my spiritual plumbing from clogging up with unsurrendered burdens picked up from the people around me. Jesus is the burden bearer or intercessor, not me. He said, I am just a servant. Amen. Burden bearing can be a prophetic indicator pointing the way to prayer, but done wrongly, it can be enormously destructive. Mm. So this is whether we're carrying our own burdens or whether we're filling the burdens of other people. He says, dealing with burden bearing can be one of the most difficult learning curves for any prophetic person to master, and it can feed a state of persistent unhappiness. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to give your burdens over to Jesus when you accept the call, how are you going to be able to walk that out? We oh cannot do it in our own strength. It's funny that you say um, you're a servant. Picture a servant. A servant has to serve his master. Okay, he doesn't get a choice if he likes that job or pick and choose. Ooh, yeah. He serves because that's what he's told to do. You right. And feelings ain't in it. Yeah. That's what it is serving yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you're so right. Yeah. It's not about how you feel yes. about it. It's yes. about being faithful to what you're supposed to do to yes. your master, so that way what is what he says needs to be yes. done is accomplished. You don't hear these people say no. Oh, I can't do that, master. Not for you. They just say okay, yes, sir, and they go do it. They don't. Mm-hmm their feelings in it they may not like it but they don't voice it they leave it be because that's their master right? yeah that's Man. so good <laughs> um i wanted to share a couple more things to kind of lead us into this last point but one uh one of the things he talks about which i really identified is he said that prophetic types are usually eccentric personalities who have experienced more than their share of rejection because they do not think feel or even act like other people Not only are they misunderstood by others, even by their families and intimate loved ones, but they are seldom understood even by themselves. 
Like so many things prophetic people face internally, this lack of self-understanding diminishes with maturity and healing, but I do not know of a prophetic person who has not experienced it. I love this because it resonated with me so much because I'm like, boy, when I tell you I know what it means to be in a crowded room and feel by yourself, mm, yeah, you know, and, and that's what it is. You're just like, why are my thoughts not lining up? With other people's thoughts. Like, I I feel dumb or I feel out of whack or I feel like I don't see or perceive or understand anything of what y'all are saying the way that y'all are perceiving or understanding it. And sometimes it just makes you think, Lord, like, am I just that far off base? You feel like you're standing in the room different color from everybody else. and you're like... sticking out like a sword. What in the world? (laughs) But... You have to know that the Bible says that he set us apart. Yes. He has set us apart. And so the way that we think and the way that we operate is different. And I think it's so funny how so many times we question, okay, God, why me? And we, we probably more so question it because we want to fit in with everybody, but they don't have anything to offer us. I, you know, it's more beneficial to be set apart because what do they have to offer me? You know, they're miserable. They're unhappy. They don't have the answer, Mm -hmm. you know, and God has set me apart and I know the answer and it's Jesus Christ, you know, and, and and that's the cool thing about this. So I wanted to read into the scripture and then we'll kind of wrap this conversation up, but this is the bread and butter. Okay. This is where, uh, when you're walking through these healing moments, understanding, look, Okay, life is going to suck sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some things that test you and you're going to be like, Lord, like I need you to take care of this for me because I'm about ready to like chop some heads like this is getting ridiculous, you know, and and really, truly get under your skin. And this is what I love because he's um, he's talking about the gift of weakness. And most time you wouldn't think of weakness as a gift. (coughs) Excuse me. Mm. He says, um. I have already mentioned the necessity of the wilderness and the life of the prophetic person. Even with the abiding peace and joy that come with maturity, some elements of wilderness suffering never end, starting with a gift of weakness. Now, he reads out of the Bible. uh, He reads 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, and this is what it says. Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, There was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Yes, Yes, and that's why it's so powerful to share your testimony. My goodness, that's so good. Yes. So good. I I love that because (laughs) don't don't consider the, the things that you're going through um, at, as a weakness to where it's a disadvantage. Right. When you have a weak point, that's a moment I think that we can really change our perspective and find joy because you're like, you know what? I don't know what's going on, 
But man, thank God I know Jesus. Yes. That's right. Thank God I can take it to him. That's right. God, I'm weak right now and I'm really struggling. Oh, but thank God I don't have to carry this on my right. own. Yes. Thank God I can take so it good. to the king. You know, yes. thank God I can Amen. put it on his altar. Amen. Thank God I don't have to figure this one out. That's right. Thank God that it's not up to me to find out how to do this. It's up to me to obey. Yeah. And then God does the rest. You yeah. know, thank God that, you know, I don't know how I'm going to provide God, but you're the provider. Yes. And I'm just going to trust you because yes. that's what you told me to do and you're gonna do the rest you know and and it's really that switching of mentality in my weakness okay I can boast because you know what whenever I was losing my mind y'all it was God it was God it was God and so really understanding Christ's strength that really shows up in our weakness and this is a thing I think (laughs) when we think about that I think Christ's strength is always there Mm -hmm. I think it's always holding us up but sometimes because when you know when you're in a good mood, you're vibing, you're doing your thing, you know, you're like, okay, I'm just making it happen on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's when our weaknesses come that we realize, oh shoot, I can't do this by myself. Right. And we acknowledge yeah. that it's God that yeah. that's, that's there right. and working. So I think even in our strength, He's there. But it's in our weaknesses that we have to stop and actually acknowledge that it's not us; it's that's God right. that's yeah. working in us. Amen. And this is the only reason we're even able to do anything yeah, that we're right. doing in the first Amen. place. And so even dealing with healing healing from rejection understand um there's a scripture where it says the stone uh, that the builders rejected would be the cornerstone okay this is talking about jesus in the bible he was a stone that the builders rejected and it said he will be the cornerstone a cornerstone is like a key foundation point like the strongest point of a foundation right and so to understand that Jesus, who was rejected by everybody, okay, well, now he's exalted and sitting at the right hand of the Father. That's his reward mm-hmm. for what he went through. And so how much more, like, will God reward us for our obedience? <laughs> that, okay, it's not about, you know, if, if Jesus himself was rejected and we're going to be rejected too, then we're going to embrace that while we're here because when we get to heaven, like, it's going to be okay. Yes, right. no, it's going to be worth it. God, Amen. if I got to deal with these people while I'm here, that's fine. But it's all going to be worth it when I get to be in your presence eternally. Yes. When I get to sit close to you because I've done what you called me to yes, do. I've right. ran my race with endurance. You know, I've overcome and I've been patient and I've been obedient and and I've allowed you to heal me, yes. you know, so I could do what you called me to do. And I think that so many times uh, maybe we, we are so short-sighted that we don't look to eternity that I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves there is a reward in heaven for what that's we right. do yeah, here. That's right. Amen. There is a reward in Amen. heaven for the choices that we make that's here. That's right. You know, and I think my prayer for all of us in this season, and I mean, especially for me, y'all, as I'm saying, I'm praying for me too, because I need right. it. Um, but my prayer is that we would be healed yeah. and Amen. we would be whole because yeah. wholeness was never something when he was on the cross, it was finished. Mm-hmm. So we're not left as incomplete people until we get to heaven. We have the ability to be whole here on earth with Jesus and with, with the power of the Holy spirit. So my, 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 my prayer is that while we have this conversation today, that it would stir up in you, uh, what, what you need to be healed from. Mm -hmm. Um, and that would give you a desire to seek the Lord and to run towards his healing. Yes. Amen. So, uh, Ooh, so good. 
That's a lot, so a lot to chew on. So, mm-hmm. um, do you ladies have any final thoughts before we pray out? Any final words for our listeners for Thanksgiving? It's Thanksgiving week, and um, no, it's gonna be a busy week. And uh, I just want to encourage you to, no matter who it is, love on them. You know, as you go out through the week, maybe they're feeling the rejection. So just love on them and let them know it's okay for them to be where they're at. You yeah. still love them right where they're at. Yeah. So that's good. I uh, like it. I want to say heal people, heal people. And right now the holidays are coming, so I know there's going to be a lot of uh, pain right now with the holidays from ho- from family members mm-hmm. if they're alone or especially it can be money's tight with the holidays coming up yeah. too. So I know there's a lot of uh, hurt people out here, so... Do the best to heal yourself so that you can be shining God's love on all these other people that are hurt. And we're all going through it, too. Mm -hmm. So just keep fighting and keep going. And whenever you are in the presence of him and you're giving it all to him, sit back and listen to what he has to say for you, too. Just be like, okay, God, this is your da-da-da-da-da, and then go back onto your day. Sit and dwell in him and let him respond to you with what you have to say, your prayers and What's concerning you? He'll he's a good good father. That's Amen. right. Amen. Amen. Yes, so he good. is. Yes, he is. Well, we're gonna pray for you guys, and then we're gonna let you go on about your week. Thank you for joining us today. You know, here at Ladies Talk Podcast, we walk with you. <laughs> we have, be there with you through the, the good, good, encourage you through, through the bad, and, and walk, walk with you through, through the ugly. ugly. <laughs> like, it's one of those words. <laughs> Okay. All right, Father God, I thank you for each Jesus. and every person listening yes, out. I thank God. you for each and every host here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we just, God, we surrender to you, yes, God. God, we ask that you would take this heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, God. Help us to tear down our walls that would prevent us from dealing with the hurts, Lord. Yes. Help us, God, to uproot the bitterness and the yes, anger Lord. and the rage and the unforgiveness and the, the anger and the pettiness. And mm-hmm. help us to uproot these things, Lord, that we would make room for your spirit, God, yes. for your peace, for your love, for your joy, your patience, your self-control, your yes. kindness, God, thank everything you, God. that you have to offer, Lord. I thank you that you would teach us as we spend time in prayer how to have that great exchange mm-hmm. with you. I thank you, Lord, for the word that you offered here today, God, and I ask that you help us to grow, that this season is just the beginning, God, that you're doing thank great you. and mighty things, Hallelujah. Lord. Watch over every person listening, yeah, God. God. Give them a hedge of protection, Lord. Let no harm come their way, God. And we thank you, God, that they uh, are living and thriving in who they are called to be for your glory. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we love you guys and we are going to see you guys next week on Ladies Talk Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes.